Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Okay, today's episode we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about purpose. Your purpose, the purpose of life, purpose. Now, to be truthful, this wasn't really on my radar. It wasn't on my my list of things to talk about. But uh, recently, I had three people join the Align Self Podcast Listeners Facebook group. If you haven't yet joined, you're welcome to join. Uh, but there's three questions in there. And one of the questions is, uh, what do you want to, to learn? What are some topics that you suggest I could talk about? And three people in a row said purpose. What's my purpose? Well, I wanted not to turn a blind eye to the universe when there's a pattern evolving in front of me. So when three people in a row mention purpose, I think that's the time to talk about purpose. So I'm going to tell you what the purpose of life is. And yes, I think I have a clue as to what it is. And of course, you're, you know, I'm going to, this is my opinion, and you're welcome to listen and mull it over and respond to me what you think the purpose of life is if you don't agree with me. Now, when I look at the purpose of life in general, I look at what is our basic or essential design. And as an organism, what systems, what activities are rewarded? Well, when you look internally, when we learn things and grow and expand, we get a dose of dopamine, the feel-good neurotransmitter, along with a a series of endorphins, also feel-good chemicals that are reinforcing this activity of learning. You know the feeling, like when you learn something new, when you put things together in a new way, this aha, there is a biochemical reward that happens inside. We also respond to love and connection. So I believe that our purpose here is to thrive and to learn, to grow and to expand. And that's also included in our basic instincts of survival, of propagation, regeneration, to carry on. There's also this innate curiosity. You see it in children. And I think, you know, the educational system in adults, you know, in the... uh, I have an issue with adults. (laughs) They kill curiosity. They kill inventive thinking, ingenuity, individualized expression in order to fit in the cog, fit in the, you know, in the system. And I'm against that. I really am. Okay, let's pull it back in. I'm going into the weeds. So let's just kick it up a notch, this whole idea of purpose. From the divine perspective, why are we here? I believe that we're here to have fun and to learn at our core, our core being, that we create our reality. We are the masters of our ship. We are the creators of our day-to-day experience. We are the source, incarnate. And in looking at our spiritual journey, or the spiritual journey, it is this slowly evolving awakening to a greater expansive universe, a greater experience of life, a greater experience of quote-unquote reality, and then tying it back in. And I mentioned this in the 10,000 Whispers, my 
my perception of the divine in our role inside of that, our connection to all that is, that we are God, goddess incarnate, and that the whole reason that we're here is so that God can expand God, goddess, all that is, the divine, can expand its awareness of itself. And again, I think we need to look back on what is rewarded in our experience, biochemically, feeling-oriented. See, what, however you feel at any given moment is a reflection of your biochemistry. Your biochemistry equals your feeling. So if you have dopamine and serotonin running through your system, you feel good. You have endorphins. You feel great. And when these neurotransmitters are not being excreted into your system because of how we're thinking or how we're acting, then we don't feel so well. We might even feel depressed. We might feel kind of blasé. And it, it is a reflection of your biochemistry. How you use your mind affects your body. How you move your body affects your mind. And when you're living in a higher vibration, it is supported with your biochemistry. So when we're on purpose, when we're learning, growing, creating, it's rewarded in the system. It's built in. So just take a look at that. So that's my perspective on the purpose of life. So what's your purpose? Why are you here? Why specifically you? Well, I hate to be the one to bust your bubble, but I'm sorry. You have no purpose. Let me explain. You see that? I think that's the big myth. The idea that runs in the background of the mind that you have to find your purpose, that you have a purpose. There's one singular purpose for your life. And I have to find it. And people say it all the time. You know, I, I'm in this dead-end job, or I'm in this career, I'm off my path, and I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Well, wherever you are right now, that is where, <laughs> that's where you're supposed to be. It's true. Otherwise, you'd be somewhere else. You're not lost. You're finding your way. You know, this whole idea that if you have obstacles and bumps and detours, that you're off your path. I'm sorry. Well, not sorry. That is the path. It's feedback. That is the path. And it's a result of the decisions, the choices that you've made. And when you're not where you want to be, going back to the, you know, driving metaphor, and you find yourself going off the road, and you just make an adjustment and get yourself back on the road. So these obstacles, detours, setbacks are just signals that you're going off into the shoulder. You just bring it back to where you want it to be between the lines on the road. But getting back to this idea that you have no purpose, like there's, there's no job that you're supposed to have. There's no career that you're supposed to be in. But what about, you know, the whole idea that God has a plan for me? He has a plan for you. She has a plan for you. And the plan is that you're supposed to have fun. You're supposed to be happy. You're supposed to have your life be the story of your self-expression. God wants you to be unleashed. God got us all that is. So it's not a question of what you should be doing. The question is, how should you be in the world? How, it, how do you want to show up? And you get to decide. That's the beauty of it. You get to decide what your purpose is. You get to decide what your mission is. 
Now, this is something that I talk about in depth in my my program, my signature coaching program, The Aligned Self. But in the context of this podcast, I want you to know that you create your life. You create your mission. You get to decide. If you want to hike and backpack all around the world, see everything that you can see, that is a life well lived. If you want to be a rock star in a band and be a singer, play an instrument, that's a life. As long as it makes you happy, that's what you're supposed to be doing. If you felt the urging, the desire, the need to be a father or a mother, that's what you were supposed to do at that time. It's not the be-all, end-all. It's not all you were supposed to do. But if it makes you happy, it's finding the happiness inside of that. Again, you are the creator of your reality. The secret is to engage in things, do things, be in a way in the world that is satisfying, that is joyful, that is pleasant for you. If you're doing things that that you find distasteful, that are not satisfying, that's a cue that you're running off the road. And if you stay on that course, you're going to end up in a ditch. So you need to bring it back on the road. Now, this issue of not being joyful or having joy in life um, is pervasive, much more pervasive than I would like. This is one message that I want to get out to you through this episode, is that I want you to create the activities to be in the world that is satisfying to you, regardless of what other people think. And by and large, we change our behavior in order to fit into the expectations of other people, our lovers, our spouses, our uh, loved ones, a family, the, the peer group, the culture. The greatest deterrent and barrier to creating your reality is this desire, this, this willingness to give up who you really are in order to fit in somewhere, to gain acceptance to somebody else. And I know firsthand, I did that when I was younger. You know, I'm older now. I'm wiser. And frankly, I don't give a damn what a lot of people think. I still listen, but at the end of the day, it's what I want. It's what I decide for my life. Even my wife. I listen to my wife. My wife tells me constantly that I'm not living up to my potential, that I'm not doing all I can do. Now, it's and she's doing it in a way where she's pushing me to be more to, she sees who I am. And there's times when I get comfortable and I know that I have to play a bigger game. And her opinion, I respect. And she can say things to me sometimes where I, I get defensive because I value her input. But at the end of the day, I get to decide. You know, I understand where she's coming from. And she's coming from a place of love. And I get that. And I appreciate that. That's why I'm married to her. Because she can offer that to me. Well, that's one of the reasons why I married her. But it's a, it's a huge plus for me. But as far as everyone else is concerned, if somebody disagrees with my point of view, frankly, I don't really care. Like, I want to hear your side of it. I want, maybe I'm not completely informed. But... I'm not going to change my point of view just because you disagree. I did that when I was younger. I was, you know, I was a chameleon. I would adapt to the needs and wants of the people near me. And ultimately, it was not satisfying. Ultimately, I didn't feel like I was being an authentic. I felt like I was an imposter. 
that someday I'm going to be found out. And that's part of the whole process and finding your purpose is really coming to a point where you can stand on your own two feet and own your life as your life. You'll never find your purpose when you shift and adapt to other people's needs and wants. Now, you can to a certain extent because you're in relationship to them. That's what we do when we're in relationship. But you have to take a look inside. Is it compromising your sense of integrity, your sense of self? That's when you need to put your foot down and say, wait a minute, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. But I understand there's this fear in the background that if I put my foot down, if I express how I really feel, then they might not like me. They might be angry with me. They might reject me. Now, it took me a long time to realize that the people that reject you, that get angry with you, those people are the narcissist. Those are the people that can try and control you, that your their sense of ease is the fact that you play along and that they truly only love you or appreciate you if you show up the way they want you to. Now, with that said, we do train people on how to treat us. We train them on what we say is allowable. If we don't get upset, if we don't draw the line, if they're nasty towards us and we accept it or we play it off, then we're saying it's okay. We're saying it's okay to treat me that way. But if you find yourself in a relationship where the other person does not appreciate you, does not allow you or give you the space to be yourself, then you may want to rethink that relationship because there's certainly no satisfaction in it for you. There's no joy in it for you. If you find yourself making excuses for them, it's how they were brought up or it's, you know, it's get over it. Your job, your purpose is not to sacrifice your joy for the sake of somebody else's comfort. And I've had too many people cross my path, walk in my door, become clients where they've sacrificed their joy and satisfaction in life in order to appease their significant other, only to come to a point where they can no longer do it anymore. Now, with that said, I think it's worthwhile to at least inform the other person what you need and what you need from them. Part of that is acceptance. Part of that is giving you the space to be yourself. And if they don't afford that to you, if they have no interest in making that available to you, then you may want to rethink it. And again, the reason I talk about this is that you cannot live your purpose or find purpose in your life if you're not being true to yourself. You know, living your life from inner signals, following your own joy, following your own bliss. That's the reason why I end every episode with that. Follow your bliss, your bliss, not somebody else's bliss. Now, I admit I wasn't the first one to coin that. It was mythologist Joseph Campbell, but I stole it. He's no longer on the planet, so I'm going to propagate it every podcast episode. I'm going to say it again and again. Follow your bliss. So how do you find your bliss? What's your purpose? And again, this is an exercise that I lead people through inside my my coaching program, The Aligned Self, and it's one that I did for myself many, many years ago. I'll give you a step-by-step here, and you may want to just take a note of where we are at time on the timestamp uh, on the podcast, and you can come back here at a later date, uh, or you can just go to yesdaniel.com backslash 17. 
The link will be in the show notes, and I'll have this outlined for you that you can download, actually, to your computer. But as you listen to this, there may be just a chance that you can just incorporate this and know what to do without going back and going through the steps. So again, I want to identify when you're on purpose, there is a high sense of satisfaction and joy. So in order to find out what the attributes are that contribute to your satisfaction and joy in life, is to look back over your past. And I'm sure no matter what's going on in your life, that there is at least five to six experiences that you can look back on that were satisfying, that were joyful, that had maybe even just a glimmer of joy in it. Now, as you look back over these experiences, I don't want you to confuse the form with the essence meaning that the form is the specific activity, the specific job, the specific circumstance that was going on. The essence is what were you able to express? What attribute, what characteristic inside you were you able to express in that moment, in that circumstance? Does that make sense? I don't want to leave you with the idea that you have to recreate these different experiences. And this is what how some people get confused with their job or a career path. It's not what you do. It's who you get to be inside a circumstance, inside a job, inside a career path, or inside a hobby, or any other activity. So I'll lead you through a few examples that I did for myself when I was 28, and I was looking at what fed my spirit, what, what made me feel on purpose. So as I look back, I remembered being a student teacher. I think I was either junior or a senior, and part of the class, it was a, for a credit, I would go down to the junior high, and I would be a student teacher inside the phys ed class. Now, the, the phys ed teacher was my basketball coach, so there was a relationship there, so that's why I guess I ended up in that class. Uh, but there was an immense satisfaction that I derived from it, in making a difference, in teaching a skill, in having someone uh, have a new appreciation of their ability. See, that was the essence for me, not necessarily to be a phys ed teacher, but to be a teacher and to awaken people to the gifts that lie within them. Another peak experience that I had is uh, as a junior or as a senior, I was an assistant basketball coach for the girls' uh, freshman team. And the freshman team had a, a new coach. She was brand new to coaching, never coached basketball before. Uh, but she took it on basically because no one else would do it. And the head girls, the head coach of the girls program asked me to be an assistant coach. And I thought, wow, I, that sounds great. I love basketball. And it was in our second game. And I don't know what came over me. But we were neck and neck. The girls were neck and neck and almost on the verge of losing. And I started coaching. I stepped up and I coached over the coach. I started calling the plays. I started telling people what to do. I really, and I felt bad about this in hindsight, I really pushed her aside, not physically, but energetically in how intense I was being and how focused I was that I was the one in that moment to make a difference. But through my coaching and the strategy that I implemented, the girls won that game. And afterwards, the girls' varsity basketball coach came to me and said, you know you won that game. I smiled and nodded, 
And I went on, I left the, the game and I went on to band practice. I sat first chair trombonist and um, music was a big part of my life. But that was on Monday nights when we had symphony practice. And I can remember sitting there just like I could barely contain myself in my body. It felt like I was just high, like this natural high. It was so incredible to have that feeling of coaching someone to a success. And again, the the form wasn't to be a basketball coach, but the essence of that was to be in a coaching position, a coaching relationship. Again, a teaching relationship. I do want to say that I went back to the freshman basketball coach and I apologized to her. I said that I no longer feel it's appropriate for me to sit on the bench with you. I'm I'm sorry that I overstepped your authority. And I want you to thrive and I don't think I should be here. I actually appreciate the wisdom that I had in that decision. And that experience has informed future decisions about not to insert uh, my presence when it wasn't asked for, even if I felt that I could and would do a better job or do it more effectively or efficiently. While in hindsight, I know that I was meant to have that experience, and it was great for me, it was not great for her. And I've been careful ever since not to assert myself into someone else's experience, unless I'm asked. Another experience I called up from my high school days, uh, I was handed an opportunity to be a director, producer of a variety show that the the band would put on. In fact, for the last uh, 12 previous years, the band would yearly put on this variety show, and there was a vacancy. The director that had been there for 12 years took a sabbatical and wasn't there, and the new director didn't really know anything about what was going on. And I was a senior, I was a leader in the band, and I was volunteered. And it's interesting how that worked out, because I didn't really choose it consciously. I agreed to it. I walked in late, coming into uh, band practice one day, and the director called me up uh, to the front of the room. Uh, I thought I was going to get chastised for coming in late. And he said, "Uh, so what do you say? Are you going to say yes? And everyone is saying say yes, say yes, say yes. And I'm like, say yes to what? Just say yes. I said, okay, yes. And everyone applauded. And I didn't realize at the time, but I agreed to be the director and producer for the Band Bounce, the variety show that year. Now, this experience I wasn't prepared for. I'd never done anything like it before. But it was a lesson for me in what can be called forth when you're put in a position to play a bigger game. And it was a role that I stepped into with enthusiasm. I made contacts, business contacts. I got advertisers and I sold tickets. I worked with a printer. I developed the the program and organized all the acts and the whole structure of the show. And afterwards, it was deemed a success by the board for the, the band boosters. It was actually the first time in 13 years that the show had ever made money. So in looking back over that experience, my call to purpose was not to be a producer of variety shows, but I asked myself, what did I get to express that was within me in that circumstance? I got to be extremely creative. I got to problem solve. I got to be a leader. I stepped up as a leader. 
And in looking deeper, I realized that I really enjoyed working on a project from beginning to end and then creating another project. And that knowing informed my uh, my decision at a later time to create my own business and work on project to project to project. The other thing that I learned from that experience about myself is that I love to learn. I love to feel uncomfortable. And that's really where I've developed my philosophy, the art of living dangerously, in pushing the boundaries of your comfort zone. We think the unknown, the places we haven't gone yet, the the areas outside our comfort zone, the realm of the unknown, as dangerous. And I really enjoyed pushing the boundaries and stepping out and discovering just what I can do. So that became a philosophy of my life. So in going over these experiences, I began to formulate a list of attributes that when I got to express them, gave me a sense of joy, a sense of satisfaction, a sense of purpose, creativity. Creativity is one of my guiding principles of life. I have to have the opportunity or I have to bring my creativity to it or it feels lackluster for me. I find that I'm most self-expressed in a position of leadership where I can help guide other people and make a difference for other people, whether it's through entertaining them or it's through teaching them or just holding up the torch and showing the way when even I don't know where we're going. Just being willing to hold up the torch and say, follow me. I also learned that one of the ways that I can make a difference is through teaching and coaching. And when I distilled that down even more specifically, it's that I got to be a source of love or an expression of love in the world, making a difference for other people, being an awakener, being a way shower, being a torchbearer of making a difference for others. Now, I have to admit, there's a longer list than just what I've said so far. And there's more attributes that I've mined out of the experiences that I've had that I've identified that there's an aspect I get to express. And so it's, again, it's not in what you do, it's who you get to be. And for me, my life is on purpose. When I come from a source of love, when I get to be creative in my application and my flexibility and how I respond to life, when I get to create my experience and When called forth, I can step into the role of leadership. Oh, it it just popped in my head. There's one more experience that I want to talk about that um, is not quite the same as the others. One time, it was on one Saturday, and I told the, the girl I was dating at the time, I feel spontaneous. Let's just go on an outing. Let's go to the beach. I want you to call up some of your friends. And I called up some of my friends, and we were going to caravan Now, if you're familiar with Michigan or live in Michigan, for reference, we went from Saginaw up to East Tawas and went to the state park there to hang out at the beach. I can't remember exactly, but it was like an hour and a half to a two-hour drive up there. So it was an excursion. I mean, I woke up with this idea, and we were on the road in probably two and a half hours. And the caveat when you call people up, it was the question was, how spontaneous can you be? We're going on an adventure. So by the time we all got together and we all left, there was eight of us and we ended up taking two cars and we caravaned up and we packed up a big cooler and got some drinks, some libations (laughs) and made the two hour drive up there. We hung out on the beach. We played Frisbee. We were in the water. It was just fun. It was a perfect day. 
And in reflecting on that experience, I love spontaneity. I love to create experiences for people. And I like to have a party. I like to hang out with my people. And if you've listened to this so far, you're one of my people. And if you haven't already done so, I'm inviting you to join the Facebook group and we can continue our conversation. And when it's asked, how did you hear about the Facebook group? The answer is on the podcast, on the podcast. Okay, so for clarity, let me just go over the list that I've created for myself. I know my life is on purpose. When I do not surrender leadership to outside forces, when I follow my inner guidance, I know that my life is on purpose when I can bring a sense of creativity to it. It's a creative act. In fact, anytime I have an obstacle, anytime a problem, an issue comes up, I don't call it a problem. I don't call it an issue. To me, it is an opportunity to be creative. I know that my life is on purpose when I have this sense of adventure and that life is a party and we're having fun. Life is too important to be serious about it. If you're not having serious fun, you're not aligned with your priorities. And I know I'm on my purpose or living my purpose when I can make a difference, when I can express love into the world. And those are the attributes. That's how I get to be in the world. That's me living my purpose. And I can do this. I did this when I was a courier and a manager at FedEx. I brought creativity to it. I was a leader in it. I made a difference. I had fun. You see, it's not what you do. It's how you be in the world. That's your purpose. Your purpose is to be who you choose to be, who you decide to be, how you decide to be, to be the authentic expression from within you. That's your purpose. It's not to, you know, it's really not to change the world. It's not to raise the consciousness of the planet. The planet's going to do just fine. The question is, can you look in the mirror and feel aligned with your life? Do you feel authentically self-expressed? I'm asking you, what can you do today that is in alignment with who you truly want to be? How could you be today that feels like a truly authentic expression, a heartfelt expression of who you really are. Ask yourself the questions. What mask are you wearing? Where are you pretending to show up in order to fit in or gain someone else's acceptance? What are you doing that doesn't feel completely aligned with who you want to be in the world? In the end, your purpose is what you choose it to be, what you decided to be. No one can give it to you. No one can tell you what it is. And if you're at a point in your life where you cannot look back and find many occurrences, many experiences that you can mine uh, some attributes or some characteristics that you've been able to express and feel joy in, then you need to start doing more things. You need to start trying more things. Get out of your box. Live a little dangerously. Step outside your comfort zone. Try something new. Explore. Entertain new ideas. And understand, you do not have to answer this question all in one sitting. You can be what I like to refer to as an inquiry. It is an idea, a searching, a question. You have this 
pervading question, what is my purpose? I'm looking at how can I be in the world that feels the most satisfying. And it can certainly be an exploration. And again, (laughs) I'm 60. Not that it's that old, but I've been on the planet a while. I've re-evaluated, I've redefined how I want to be in the world several times. And so there's meantime experiences. You don't have to decide at one point in your life and be that way the rest of your life. Again, there is no one way to be. You can adapt, you can change, you can expand. And as you go through life, you'll learn more about yourself and you'll expand and express yourself in new and innovative ways. And if you were to take a lesson from my life, it's to live life as it's an adventure. It was Helen Keller that said, life is a daring adventure or nothing. And I really took that to heart. And you can make anything a game. Anything is an adventure. Going to the grocery store can be an adventure. It's a mindset. It's an attitude. Again, it's not what you do. It's how you be. It's how your heart is aligned with your mind and your body. Okay, I think you get the idea that you create your purpose, that life has no purpose intrinsically. It's to grow, to learn, to create. Your purpose is to be the best version of you you can be and have fun and satisfaction in doing it. And while that may seem selfish, when you can do that for yourself, you make it available for everyone. You can be the model. You can be the example. You can be the one waving to everyone. See, I'm having fun. I'm having a great time. You want some of this? Let me tell you. It's available to you. If I can do it, you can do it. And as we come in towards the end of this, um, I want to just confess that this is actually part of my Align Self uh, program, my signature coaching program. And this is one aspect of the entire thing. And if you want to learn more about the Align Self program, go to yesdaniel.com and click on the link that says the Align Self Coaching Program, and you'll find more information there. So hope you're having a great day. Hope you have a wonderful day. Hope you be all that you can be today. This is Daniel Dano V saying, follow your bliss and live an epic life. Thank you.